You found Rebirth, a podcast to inspire. I'm Kate Brenton, your host, and I'll guide us through stories of intuitive courage and empowered living. We are in what I'm calling the liminal space between season five and season six. We're doing a four-part series on mindfulness, kind of helping to nourish our brains. We've come out of this episode as recording in January of 2022, and we are emerging from two years of intense um, living and you know the name of the podcast is rebirth so we also want to nourish ourselves so we're make ourselves available you know catch up with our good like the episode talks about so today we're going to be talking about how when you split your focus you diminish your power and Scoville Shin and Goddard are going to guide us through some exercises and perspectives on how we need to move out of, and this is my language, move out of the idea that, you know, oh, we can't do it all or we can do it all to, am I doing the right thing for me? Am I dedicating my precious energy to what is aligned for me? And I think that totally changes the conversation because then you're in flow, you know, then you're in flow. And when you're in flow, time slows down. Well, listen, we get more into this in this episode, but if this is something that is drawing your attention and you're realizing, you know, I, I would benefit from being more trusting of my hunches as a, a Florence Shin talks about and, and being able to be in alignment, which means trusting my own inner knowing, step into the spiral. Um, a class that is an online journey to build your intuition and build your confidence is starting in February. So I want you to go to katebrenton.com and go to courses and look up Step Into the Spiral. The class has been changed. This is the third iteration of the class and to make it more accessible because it is really that important for us to be making aligned and guided choices. We've changed it, the class a little bit. Um, it's still a four-week module and the content has been added to there are two live classes and then two weeks of Q&A so that you have time and space to come together for us to come together as community on zoom but also time to just delve into the intuition and the stillness and the knowing you'll let me say a little bit about this class you'll learn to anchor your mindset on life's infinite interconnectedness and deepen the learned muscle of intuitive listening shifting from seeing limits to seeing possibilities. So I'd love to have you there. Thank you so much for tuning in to Rebirth and let me, let's get on to our episode. Hey, thanks for being here. You are on the second episode of the Mindset Series for Rebirth. And today we're going to be talking about Florence Scoville Shin and how splitting our focus diminishes our power. Let me tell you a little bit about Florence. Florence was born in Camden, New Jersey in September of 1871. And she was um, an illustrator who actually became a new thought spiritual teacher and a metaphysical writer in her, in her later years, in her middle years, they would say. And she has a candor and a, um, like a quickening pace to her writing style that I find really accessible and and enjoyable. I really like flow. I really like flow a lot, actually. So let me talk about splitting our focus. We diminish our power. Okay. So we know this in our body self, right? If you have to lift something heavy, you're not like putting half of your attention one place. You, you know, 
bend from your knees, you locate your power in your body and you move forward. If you're holding something really precious, you actually do the same thing. We are not living in a world currently unless you have made the discipline choice that that focus is easily given. We have to have boundaries to protect it. Let me talk to you a little bit. Let me give you a quote, quote from Florence um, about thinking, okay? And I do not change the language. She was writing in a different time period, so I keep all of the language that she has chosen as is, and I will not be changing it or redacting it. Okay, quote, man should make an art of thinking. The master thinker is an artist and is careful to paint only the divine designs upon the canvas of the mind. And he paints these pictures with masterly strokes of power and decision, having perfect faith that there is no power to mar their perfection and that they shall manifest in his life the ideal made real. I'm going to read that one more time. Man should make an art of thinking. The master thinker is an artist and is careful to paint only the divine designs upon the canvas of the mind. And he paints these pictures with masterly strokes of power and decision, having perfect faith that there is no power to mar their perfection and that they shall manifest in his life the ideal made real. Now, I noticed that the... Um, the emphasis of perfect faith that Neville Goddard spoke to us about last week, or we cited him on last week, um, is reiterated. Now, let me ask you, when you are uh, at a stoplight on your phone, doing social media, taking care of your kids and planning the next thing, are you painting <laughs> divine designs upon the canvas of your mind? Um, you know, is are we even given enough space to breathe into thinking what we're doing. I'll let you know. The answer is no, because a new study is out and it says that over 80% of adults do not breathe to full capacity. Over 80% of adults do not breathe to full capacity. Okay. Oxygen is necessary for human living, right? Reduced oxygen capacity at, I mean, there's so much we can say, but let's keep it in an educational perspective. You can't switch over into parasympathetic. So you have, you have your autonomic nervous system, right? You have your sympathetic and your parasympathetic. You have fight or flight, rest and digest. When your breath does not reach a full capacity, you don't really fully engage in parasympathetic. You don't really engage in rest and digest. You don't really get to switch over to the fullness of your capacity. So if you feel like you're over, always overwhelmed, well, yes. And it's not just your schedule. It's also your body and your mind space. So when you think about Splitting our awareness diminishes our power. Just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just take a quick gander at your schedule. Now, this podcast is going to be about educating and solution building, right? But we also need to take a breath into empowerment of honoring the capacity. And here's the thing I'm going to say to you. 
It's not that you can't, you know, well, you can't do everything, but often what we kind of slap ourselves with is like, well, we can't do it all, you know? And it's like, well, we can do all the right things. We can do all the necessary things. We just have to remember what those are. Because you and I both have had experiences when you are doing the thing that you need to be doing, like uh, Florence Goebel Shin says, don't ever ignore a hunch. It's your intuition. That's your divine alignment. That's the place that's not just practical. That's the larger connection. When we're really doing what we're supposed to be, when we're aligned to doing what our greatest action is in that moment, time expands. We've, they've proven this. Time expands. Things all line up. It flows, right? It's the flow state. Well, you're in parasympathetic. You're in an expansive state when that happens. You're not achieving the flow state from fight or flight, right? That, that kick into adrenaline that's going when you're in a flow state as an athlete, it's not fight or flight, it's flow, right? So how do we get into this flow state? How do we get into this place where we have, um, we're master thinkers, and we realize that we're artists and co-creators, careful to paint only the divine designs upon the canvas of our mind, right? Well, we have to, you know, you have to maintain your focus and saturate a new concept to bring forth that consciousness change, okay? Um, Goddard says, the desire which realizes itself is always a desire upon which attention is exclusively concentrated for an idea is endowed with power only in proportion to the degree of attention fixed upon it. An idea is endowed with power only in proportion to the degree of attention fixed upon it. So if you feel like you can never get it going, are we get, are we even, yeah, right? It's not fascinating to think about like, where can I create the space? Where can I create the space to like give my um, attention this focus, right? So let me give you another little statistic, which to bolster why this is um, a skill set we want to develop. So adult attention span, our attention span of the average adult in 2000 was 12 seconds. In 2015, it dropped to 8.25 seconds. I think you've already heard this. A goldfish has nine seconds. Okay. I could not currently find anything past the 2015 study, although I'm guessing that if we dropped four seconds in 15 years, um, that we've probably shaved another second off. There's also a statistic that says the average office worker checks email 30 times an hour. I want to ask a quick question. And I am just as guilty of this. The last time you sat down to write an intention or a focus, did you read that 30 times an hour? This is just fascinating when you start thinking about, wait, maybe it isn't that I can't do everything, but I can do all the, the necessary things for the life that I want to create. The desire which realizes itself is always a desire upon which attention is exclusively concentrated. For an idea is endowed with power only in proportion to the degree of attention fixed upon it, Neville Goddard. So now we need to start thinking about, okay, well, if I'm always splitting my attention, then no idea, no task, not even the ones I don't want to do are moving through in the most efficient way. 
So we've been sold an idea about multitasking, but maybe that's not, you know, the best thing. And, and well, okay, let's look at solutions. So how do we build our focus, right? How do we go out from, let's not just talk about, you know, our world today and our calendars and our expectations. And we go, okay, let's start, let's, let's, let's move into spiritual development and solution-based thinking. Well, what can be better? What can be better? How to build our focus? Well, one thing to do would be to clear your, clear some space in your mind, right? And you want to do, you, and, and employ your breath. Let's actually start with employing your breath. So one of the first things we can do to um, increase the efficacy of building a life that we want is full breathing, diaphragmatic breathing, um, counting to inhale on a four, holding it for four seconds and exhaling for six, you know, putting your hand on your belly, putting your hand on your heart. It might sound silly, but you, you know, I quickly found I've been doing more um, body movement. I mean, I'm always moving, I'm walking and um, running around. I'm always running around, but I started to do more articulate body movement actually through the flow code um, program, the flow code Academy that that kind of came into my life unexpectedly. And I'm really excited to be partnering with them. When I was doing some of their demos, I was realizing how necessary it was for me to employ articulated body movement, especially to open my side body, my intercostals, and to get me down back into my toes. I mean, I still have the flexibility, but to run the current of energy and really feel, um, uh, grounded that there's so much happening in the head. There's so much information. There's so much change, but most of that experience is only in the head. So it's not moving through the body. It's not moving through the breath. So I guess I would actually tell you to first start with, I was going to say clear your mind, but in, in the frequency of following a hunch, um, I would say first to, 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 to breathe increase your breath. 80% of adults are not breathing to full capacity. Move your body. And then let's talk a little bit about clearing your mind. There will be other episodes here. There's other things that you, if you're listening to this, I'm, I'm pretty certain there's ways that you've already heard to clear your mind. I just want to add something um, perhaps less spoken. Of course, becoming the best version of yourself, in my opinion, is the highest um, pinnacle for being human, right? That best version will change day to day, but to keep striving towards the best version of yourself and living the gift of life that you have to its fullest capacity. The longer you live, you will accrue things um, that you have guilt about. And that you seek forgiveness for, whether it, you're conscious of it or not. And I've been thinking about how if you can give yourself permission for the forgiveness and drop the guilt and be like, okay, that those weren't good choices, or that, but I'm starting new today, you will endeavor to slough off this weight that is keeping you back. I'm thinking of this in several formats. If we're if we are only thinking about what we haven't accomplished and not giving us the chance to start a new day, then 
not only are we not breathing to capacity, we're not even being present to a full capacity because we're already handicapping, handicapping ourselves in um, truncating our availability by hanging guilt and shame upon ourselves continuously every morning, like a, like a wet wool coat. Like a wet wool coat. And right now in 2022, we really need as many people striving to be the best, most empowered and aligned versions of themselves to walk forward um, a new um, or perhaps a re-embodied, remembered, uh, interconnected, kind way of living with, with ourselves, within ourselves, with ourselves, with others, and upon this earth, this gorgeous green earth. So clearing your mind, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but I want to plant that seed of not just the, the, uh, the common aspects, but also uh, allowing there to be a space for forgiveness. Okay. I know. And then if you, another really cool tactile skill building, you know, maybe a little bit more pragmatic or easy to measure, but not necessarily easy to do on building your focus. Neville Goddard has an exercise that when you go to bed, okay, lay down, get into your little snuggly bed and then work your day backwards. Like say you, say you um, got a glass of water, uh, turned off the kitchen light brushed your teeth and went to bed. Okay. So when you got into your bed, you'd be like, I got into my bed. I brushed my teeth. I got water. No, no. I got, I went to bed. I brushed my teeth. I turned off the light. I got water. You go through every single thing you did that day in correct reverse order. Let's see how far you get. See how far you get and let me know. Okay. Because Apparently, we are such powerful beings that we can make an art of our thinking. We can make an art of our thinking. In a world that has us pulled in so many directions, I wonder, just like Susie Moore, Susie Moore is a famous um, PR rep, and she, 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 says when she's counseling people to like kind of live, you know, move their business forward, be optimistic. She says fear shuts down our creativity. She says fear shuts down our creativity. And so that's why, you know, when you're for her, when you're thinking about business and you think about putting yourself out there, it's like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, that person won't let me. And it's like, so every time we come across that edge, a growth edge, when the fear comes, if we don't just move through it, you know, you know, um, done is better than perfect. We don't just move through it. Then that fear will keep that. It's like fear is one uh, and creativity got nothing. And then you tried it again. You're like, Oh, never mind. Well now fear is two and creativity is Oh, and then eventually if you keep letting the fear stop you, it shuts down your own creativity and creative solution. Cause you're staying in the parasympathetic Instead of switching over, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're staying in the sympathetic, the fight or flight, and not switching over to the parasympathetic, right? 
So you're staying in the linear and not opening up to the creative. You're staying in a singular, I'm doing this all alone, and you're, and you're not um, opening yourself up to the possibility that you're more than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing that's interesting is that Susie Moore also talks about, she, she hears entrepreneurs and, and people um, say, use the word overwhelm so often. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed. She said, but what's interesting is, is a lot of times, you know, she's like, if the over, if you're overwhelmed, because nothing's happening, that's not so good. She said, but if you're overwhelmed, because you have too many clients and too many things to do, sometimes, you know, you've become overwhelmed by the, the things that you've actually wanted. And I would say, were we asking for those things from a place of understanding that we're master thinkers and that our mind is a canvas? Were we asking for those things from a place of clear-mindedness and embodied breath? You know, those quiet moments that make us know like, oh yeah, I can, this is where I want to go. Before, before the limited mind comes in and says, you can't do that, you're not enough, you don't have la la la. Are we making those choices and calling in from that place? And how do we get to that place? Well, I know that if our attention is split, you know, it's not going to be as likely because we haven't potentated the desire. We haven't, we're diminishing our power and we haven't held that focus and held that concentration concentration to, to impress upon our subconscious that this is happening, that we are deciding this is where our ship, this is where we are leading our ship right? Leadership. And, and we um, are making that decision uh, to potentate and res and resonate into the universe. So this is what I'm calling forth. You know, if we were believing that we were masterful creators. And if we are believing that we're masterful creators, and we start, we, we, we draw back into ourselves, and we put some boundaries around our time and we choose not to split our focus and we choose to allow our power to um, expand, maybe even expand past what we have previously been comfortable with. We might be able to, as Florence Scoble says, catch up with your good. Okay, I'm going to read um, a little bit of her to you. Catch up with your good. This is a new way of saying, before they call, I will answer. Your good precedes you. It gets you there before you do. But how to catch up with your good? For you must have ears that hear and eyes that see, or it will escape you. Some people never catch up with their good in their life. They will say, my life has always been one of hardship. No good luck ever comes to me. They, they are the people who have always been asleep to their opportunities or through laziness haven't caught up with their good. Catch up with your good. Catch up with your good. Take the affirmation, I am wide awake to my good. I never miss a trick. Most people are only half awake to their good. A student said to me, if I don't follow my hunches, I always get into a jam. I will tell the story of a woman, one of my students, who followed her intuitive lead, which brought amazing results. <coughs> Excuse me. She had been asked to visit friends in a nearby town. She had very little money, and when she arrived at her destination, she found the house locked up. They had gone away. She was filled with despair, then commenced to pray. 
Now, mind you, this is way, way, way before, forget cell phones. This is before anyone even has access to a payphone, right? Okay. So she was filled with despair, then commenced to pray. She said, infinite intelligence, give me a definite lead. Let me know just what to do. The name of a certain hotel flashed into her consciousness. It persisted. The name seemed to stand out in big letters. So she had just enough money to get back to New York in the hotel. And as she was about to enter, an old friend suddenly appeared who greeted her warmly and whom she hadn't seen for years. She explained that she was living at the hotel but was going away for several months and added, why don't you live in my suite while I'm away? It won't cost you a cent. Florence goes on to say she caught up to her good. She had eyes to see and ears to hear. She caught up to her good. She was there before the call. To have eyes to see and ears to hear, we need to allow ourselves the space, the space and the breath and the respect of our preciousness to be available when good calls. So try your assignment from Neville Goddard. When you go to sleep tonight, lay down and go through your day backwards and see how far you can get. And when you're done, put your hands on your belly and just do four breaths. Four deep inhales to the count of four. Hold before the exhale to the count of four. And then let the exhale go through out to six. And maybe even when you're letting that exhale go, you can say, I release all that I no longer need to carry of this day. And just let one day go. And see what happens when you draw in a bit when you start to let yourself potentate the desires that are within you and start to pay attention to the awareness that, of what you are and make an art of your thinking, the master thinker is an artist and is careful to paint only the divine designs upon the canvas of the mind. And he paints these pictures with masterly strokes of power and decision, having perfect faith that there is no power to mar their perfection and that they shall manifest in his life in an ideal made real. And next week we'll come together to talk about no one else can do your work. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening and sharing Rebirth. Thank you for tuning in to the Rebirth Podcast. As always, like and subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about upcoming offerings this year, stay connected at www.katebreton.com.